Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, wherever you're listening to this. This is Daniel Coffey of the Inscriber Digital Magazine, and this this actually happened. Something very surprising actually happened. Now, like I said, if you see the title of the episode, CM Punk has been officially fired from AEW, from All Elite Wrestling, with cause, following the situation of the scuffle between him and Jungle Boy Jack Perry last week during AEW All In from Wembley Stadium. Now, this is what I'm going to do first. I'm going to read the press release from AEW verbatim. Then I am going to let you know what led to that and the analysis of how this came to be. So first things first, I'm going to go here to Twitter. I don't give a fuck what Elon Musk says. Nobody's really calling it X and meaning it. This is in all intents and purposes, still Twitter. Statement from All Elite Wrestling and Tony Khan. All Elite Wrestling, AEW, has terminated the wrestler and employment agreements between Philip Brooks, CM Punk, and AEW with cause, effective immediately. The termination was confirmed today by Tony Khan, CEO, general manager, and head of creative of AEW. The termination follows a week-long internal investigation of an incident occurring backstage at AEW All In London on Sunday, August 27th. Following the investigation, the AEW Discipline Committee met and later convened with outside legal counsel before making a unanimous recommendation to Khan that CM Punk be terminated with cause. Khan offered the following statement. And a quote. Phil played an important role within AEW, and I thank him for his contributions. The termination of his AEW contracts with cause is ultimately my decision and mine alone. Of course, I wish I didn't have to share this news, which may come as a disappointment to many of our fans. Nevertheless, I am making the decision in the best interest of the many amazing people who make AEW possible every week. Our talent, staff, venue operators, and many others whose efforts are unsung but essential in bringing our fans great shows on television and in arenas and stadiums throughout the world. End quote. Now, let's go over what actually led to this statement. Now, AEW has made a show called Collision which is pretty much a show that was only made to placate CM Punk. During the course of this show's existence, which is on on Saturdays at 8 o'clock, which means at the time of this recording, which is 7.16 p.m. Eastern, it's going to be on live in 45 minutes from Chicago because tomorrow, even though they, AW had 
one pay-per-view all-in, now they're going to have all-out. You have that, except for me, you have that happening in Chicago. But, during the AEW Collision's existence, there have been incidents coming out of CM Punk either telling people that they can't be on the show because of heat or because of affiliations with the elite, or in the case of Jungle Boy Jack Perry, telling him that he can't do a spot. That according to Jack Perry's camp, he was told he could do. I'm gonna take a sip of something, folks. Over the last month, month and a half, there have been reports that CM Punk has denied Ryan Nemeth from coming into collision. Ryan Nemeth, the brother of Dolph Ziggler in WWE, and who put out a tweet when CM Punk came back in the debut episode of Collision and cut that promo, which referenced himself as billion one billion Phil, I forgot how he said it, a billion dollar Phil. So the way supposedly said WBD considers him a billion a billion dollar asset. But it made reference to quote unquote counterfeit bucks. Uh, everyone took a reference to the young bucks. Ryan Nemeth being a friend of the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, the Elite, put out a tweet saying, calling Punk pretty much the softest man alive. That got, that put him on Punk's shit list, and that got him denied from collision, allegedly. Then you had the situation with Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels is the head of talent relations at AEW. And he got denied from going to collision by CM Punk. Because in Punk's eyes, if his friend A Steel, who actually assaulted Kenny Omega last year at Brawlout with bite, actually biting him, the only person from Brawlout that actually got fired and then got secretly rehired. Because he couldn't be in the building during collision, Punk told Christopher Daniels that he couldn't be there, even though, like I mentioned just now, Christopher Daniels is the head of talent relations. And then you had the situation, or the he said, she said with Adam Page, which actually led CM Punk to cut another shoe promo on Hangman Adam Page, calling him, I think, a peg warmer saying that the only reason that they call him that is because his toys aren't selling at Walmart. But that obviously, that didn't go over very well. They apparently got fined over it. And then you had the situation with Jack Perry, which ultimately led to this. Now, apparently this situation happened at least a month ago. But... Or it happened within this time frame. But the situation is basically this. Like I mentioned before, 
According to Jack Perry, he got permission to do a skit that was going to write him off for a little bit off television as he got authorized to go on a bit of a vacation before all in. And the way it was supposed to be done, he was supposed to get crash into a windshield. And Jack Perry wanted to use real glass. Apparently the use of real glass, he was authorized to do it on dynamite, but they told him to film it at collision. And when Jack Perry went to to do that, to film it at collision, CM Punk, Tony Schiavone, and a lot of other people told Jack Perry, no, you're not doing this with real glass. Which is the smart thing to do. Just take a look at what happened to Bill Goldberg when he played with real glass. It is not a quote-unquote safe worker. Remember, Jack Perry got told this. And apparently this incident happened a bit ago, so before Jack Perry went on vacation. Now, there's been unfortunately a lot of back and forth about this incident. And then what happened after, what happened? that ultimately led to the firing was this. Last week at All In, they had their pre-show, which AW calls the Zero Hour. The final match of the Zero Hour was a Wembley Street fight between Jack Perry and Hook over the FTW title. The FTW title, mind you, is the title that Hook's father, Taz, made in ECW because in kayfabe ECW was keeping him away from the actual world title and Shane, and then champion Shane Douglas. So he wanted Taz wanted to create his own title, the FTW title. The only two people that held the title in ECW were him and Sabu. And so Hook came out with it. Jack Perry wanted granted it does not make unsanctioned title. But, during the match, they had a car out there, and it had a spot where one of the wrestlers crashed into the windshield. Jack Perry looked into the camera after that, apparently tapped on the glass, saying, see, real glass, this is real glass, cry me a river. Apparently, this was in the red line aimed squarely at, at CM Punk. Now, keep in mind, the first match that is supposed to be in All In last week, which was, was CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. So, this was going to be a situation where Jack Perry and CM Punk were going to cross paths immediately afterwards. And... Now I am going to go to Dave Meltzer because now 
I understand people listening to this. And if CM Punk fans, I know they don't like Dave Meltzer. They feel that he is pretty much just a mouthpiece for the elite. But there has been reporting him in this side. And the main situation that happened, they reported, and Brian Alvarez did too when they did his podcast. They tried to report as much as they could from both sides on this. And one of the reports that he came out was that he got a report from, quote unquote, a neutral party who was not a wrestler but was in the arena. And apparently this is what ended up happening. They went backstage. Punk got in Jack Perry's face. Pretty much asking him, do you have a problem? Because of that line. Jack Perry allegedly said, he said that to get heat. And apparently, CM Punk shoved Jack Perry, got put him in a headlock, and they got pretty out of control. Now, this delayed the start of All In for about 10 minutes. You wouldn't know it by the start of the show, but it delayed things about 10 minutes, and it got to the point where they were asking other wrestlers if they could get ready for their match to be the one that starts. Because apparently after breaking this up, CM Punk lunged at Tony Khan and flat out told him, I quit. I quit this company. Samoa Joe had to call and calm Punk down. And obviously you can tell Samoa Joe's pissed at this because CM Punk is fucking Samoa Joe's money by not having this match and quitting. So they wind up having to calm down. They wind up having the match. Jack Perry wound up being sent home immediately. CM Punk stayed around long enough or got to calm down and, up, and apparently went home and then afterwards got sent out of the stadium. Sorry, folks, drinking again. And what what up happened is the story came out. Shoni Khan had to address it at the media scrum, highlighting that yes, an incident did come out, and that they were investigating. Now, keep in mind, almost to the day. But pretty much as far as general timetable, last year you had the incident that is colloquially known in wrestlers fan bases as Brawl Out. That night where CM Punk, Bill Brooks, went and had a tirade slash temper tantrum 
lambasting pretty much everyone in AEW, except for a few people. All one next to Tony Khan, who you could tell us his differences, they didn't know what to do. And one of the lines that came out when he mentioned it was, if you have a problem, come see me. The Elite had a problem with him, so they went to see him. And that's what led to Brawl Out. The only things that are known about Brawl Out is that the Elite went to CM Punk's locker room and CM Punk threw the first punch. Everything else is probably not going to be told publicly for a very long time because of non-disclosure agreements. But this was the incident that pretty much kneecapped Tony Khan's effectiveness as a leader. Which one we're going to go into in a little bit. Because I've said this in written form on Twitter and I've said this, I think I've said this at least once or twice in previous podcast episodes. Tony Khan, what he should have done, what he got, what he did today, is something that he should have done that night in 2022 All Out when Brawl Out happened. In fact, the night it should not have even been Sunday morning. The session never even come up without him doing this. But not only firing CM Punk, firing the Elite Two at the same time because. What that would have told the AW locker room is I'm the authority figure. I may be a friendly boss, but I'm still your boss. And no one is above the company. No talent is above the company. Because at that time, Tony Khan lambasted the company and emasculated the leadership. On that end, that's part of his fault. And the elite, as executive vice presidents, people in a corporate position, they went in to confront one of their employees, which is an HR nightmare. And then one of the reasons why probably a lot of details in Brawl Out are never going to come out because it's an HR nightmare, because of non-disclosure agreements. But that's what Tony Khan should have done. He should have fired them after. He could have brought them back later. Like he could have brought back the elite. But just saying like, okay, I'll bring you back, but you're not you're not gonna be EVPs. You're just talent now. And I think it was CM Punk, like, if you want to come back, you can come back, but I'm gonna keep the reins on you. Instead, what happened? You had the situation sit out in the water. And it got to the point where you had a TV show collision created simply to placate CM Punk because you need to have CM Punk on television. And there have been unfortunately enough incidents that you've proven where Tony Khan's fanboyism of CM Punk superseded a lot of what would have been common sense. But one of the bad things about Tony Khan 
in this entire situation overall when it comes to AEW because I'll let you this know right now, folks. I was going to record something tonight about this situation. Whether or not CM Punk was fired or not. Because the fact that this, the fact that like this incident, which is going to be probably be called Brawling, it's already been called Brawling by a lot of people. The fact that this incident happened at all speaks to the lack of leadership, lack of authority, and structure at AEW. And that falls squarely on Tony Khan. That falls on him and him alone. Now, you've now you've gotten into this situation where there's a clear division in your roster because this is a problem that existed from the very start of AW, but it's unfortunately one of the selling points of AW the beginning when it came to talent. When AEW started as a company, one of the main appeals to when it came to getting talent, to getting wrestlers to sign up for, was that all elite wrestling wasn't going to be as corporate or as rigid as WWE is. But that's in all facets. And the group of wrestlers that signed up in the beginning, by the way, Jack Perry's one of those wrestlers. <laughs> they're used to that. They're used to saying they're used to that environment of, you know what, this is not gonna be covered stage. I'm gonna be able to do things a little bit more creative. And then what wound up happening was when people like CM Punk, Brian Danielson. Adam Cole, Ruby Soho, among others. People that came in from WWE because WWE was in that point doing mass releases after mass releases. They were coming in and they were expecting things to at least be, at least the structure to be similar to what happened in WWE. And the fact that it hasn't shown that way has created a division within the roster. Which ultimately, and because unfortunately, Tony Khan has this tendency of wanting to be everyone's friend and wanting to please everyone. He wound up creating an environment where there's backstage incident after backstage incident there's no real discipline involved and things that are could be fireball offenses before today mind you before today before literally two and a half hours ago things that were fireball offenses Tony Khan didn't fire them solely because he was afraid that WWE was going to snatch those people up And 
you had that happen. And in trying to please everyone, I forgot who's, I forgot what this old saying, word you're just saying, of this old saying goes, but when you try to please, when you try to do everything and try to please everyone, at the same time, you'll wind up pleasing no one at the end. That's pretty much what led to today. Because CM Punk, unfortunately, Phil Brooks is somebody that is very polarizing. You either love him or you hate him. There's almost no in between. The thing, the only person that I've seen that's somewhat in between has been The Undertaker in recent interviews. Everybody else either doesn't like him or or they love him. And that's never a good sign when it comes to somebody. And unfortunately, I mentioned this in prior episodes. Phil Brooks is the same style of backstage politician like Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior are. The only exception is, is that his outside politics aren't reprehensible. But he's also somebody that has a lot of grievances and who does not hesitate to burn bridges over those grievances. Obviously, the most famous one is the involvement in WWE, which, by the way, that's mostly WWE's fault. But in return, CM Punk cut off a lot of friendships with people solely because they worked with WWE or they were on friendly terms with WWE. And everything that has been done by CM Punk, even into the lead of Collision, because in the lead up to Collision, there was already reports that CM Punk was already not pleased about the situation, even to the point where it was actually legitimately questioned whether or not he was going to be on Collision on the debut show. Even though the selling point of Collision is CM Punk is going to be there. That was the selling point, but then as things came on, there was a real doubt about that. The fact that that was still going to fester tells you how bad the situation was overall. And the fact of the matter is is that Tony Khan has let that situation go to that point. And causes in knowing that CM Punk after the corner to the point, even to the point, remember, he went to Impact Wrestling, an Impact Wrestling taping in Chicago and went to a WWE Raw Monday Night Raw taping in Chicago supposedly making amends but later coming out being what everyone pretty much suspected which was a power play by CM Punk to scare Tony Khan into letting him do whatever he wanted in collision but because of Phil Brooks' nature, 
the way he does certain things today was his natural ending and it may not really be the ending that Tony Khan wants it's probably not the ending that Tony Khan wants because like I mentioned this should have happened last year but it didn't and because it didn't the playbook's now out on Tony that if you're a big enough draw or he's enough of a fan of you personal fan of you you're going to be able to get away with a lot of crap unless it becomes untenable which the CM Punk situation became untenable now the ultimate firing to me it's either one of two things either A Tony Khan and I put and again I put this out on Twitter did finally let his nuts hang and said punk love ya but I am not going to tolerate this anymore. Your services are no longer needed. That's either A, or because of judging by the behavior in, of Tony Khan in the past, what actually would be, and this is probably what was most likely happen, is his dad, Shahid Khan, probably stepped in. And probably was Shahid looking at that situation and knowing that Tony completely fucked up how he could have handled Brawl Out last year. Mm-hmm. Properly told Tony, you either fire this man, Phil Brooks, you either fire him or the spigot is cut off of AEW because. At the end of the day, the actual power, the actual money behind AEW is not Tony Khan's money, it's Shahid Khan's money. And he probably said, either I'm cutting this off, either you fire this man, or I'm cutting this off. And that forced Tony's hand. That to me is unfortunately more likely than what happened. But it's something that should have happened. And it should have happened a year ago. Because now you're going to have to suffer what the blowback is going to be of this. Like I mentioned, AW, it's now 7.45 p.m. Eastern. In about 15 minutes, AW Collision is actually going to go live from Chicago. Chicago is a town that has been known to hijack shows when things they don't that they don't like happen. And firing their hometown guy hours before going into a show? Yeah, they're gonna hijack the show. Drink it again, folks.
You're going to let that happen. They're going to hijack the show again tomorrow night at All Out. And if it's actually true that AEW Collision, if the main selling point was that CM Punk was going to be on the air, if that was the selling point to Warner Brothers Discovery, and now CM Punk's no longer there, I fully expect now for AEW Collision then to be quietly dropped from the Warner Brothers Discovery lineup. And because of the deal that you made with Warner Brothers Discovery that eliminated AW Dark and AW Dark Elevation from being on YouTube, which gave a lot of AW wrestlers at least a place they could work at, you now went from three TV shows back down to two with Rampage probably also going to be in the chopper buffer so which means it's going to go back down to one and you have this bloated roster and you have you're going to have talent that are not going to be very happy to see a punk fired mainly FTR who are still your tag team champions by the way who still the AW tag team champions and some of them are just going to want out this is not, and it's going to be bad from point out the the main thing that's going to be shown, and this is probably and this is one of the main selling points of people saying that CM Punk should not have been fired last year that you should do everything you can to keep him is like I mentioned before he has a loyal following. CM Punk Phil Brooks has a very, very passionate a very loyal fan base who are willing to go wherever he goes. And if he's not going to be in AEW, a good amount of them are not going to be in AEW either. The only question is going to be how much of a drop is that going to be in viewership? Because Dynamite the main show. Their viewership has set around either well, the low 900,000s to the mid 800,000s when it comes to viewership and ratings. That's their main core. But how much are they going to lose that now that CM Punk's gone? Is it going to be enough where NXT, the show that they were normally going against on Wednesday nights before NXT moved to Tuesdays, will that be affected enough where NXT, because of Vince McMahon's meddling, which went through NXT 2.0, and but luckily... NXT has built itself back up. It's no, it's not the black and gold brand anymore. It is the white and gold brand now. But it's built itself back up where it's gotten a more loyal fan base back. 
will it reach that point where NXT starts beating out Dynamite? And if it does, how much of a psychological is going to be that for AEW and for Tony Khan? We don't know. Because Tony Khan luckily did the thing that a leader had to do, but he did it a year too late, and sadly, he more than likely did it with a metaphorical gun to his head in the form of his father telling him, you either do what you're supposed to do, or this show's dead. But those are my thoughts, folks. Uh, like I mentioned, Collision is going to be on in about 10 minutes. Oh, by the way, WWE Payback is also going to be on in 10 minutes, which which is going to be even more of a murder spree for Collision because college football started now. So, yeah. That's going to be fun to see. But thank you for listening, folks. Hopefully, this doesn't do a lot of weird things to AEW because WWE needs the creative competition. And losing that does not do well overall for the health of the business. Not unless New Japan fully blitzes the U.S. and actually becomes more competition for WWE stateside, which, by the way, will also cause WWE to become actual competition in Japan. <laughs> now, I do remember this within 10 minutes. I know I didn't, I know I talked about when it came to how Tony Khan's failure to deal with this led to this. I did not talk much about what would be next for Phil Brooks. What would be next for CM Punk in light of this? As far as wrestling goes. And that's probably because this is probably the end. Because CM Punk at this stage, due to his age, due to the wear and tear in his body, and due to the reputation now that he has, <laughs> probably he's not going to have a lot of offers. Especially in the US. New Japan probably wouldn't go after him because of the relationship they have with AEW. And New Japan currently is the top dog. They are the WWE of Japan as far as business goes compared to the other Japanese promotions. The closest ones that would probably come into it in Japan would probably be Noah. And Noah does not have enough money to lure CM Punk out of the U.S. 
And as much as people want to say that WWE will jump through hoops to sign CM Punk now, we have to keep in mind we're now September. By the before the end of this month, WWE's merger with UFC, creating the TKO group, is gonna be complete. And for Punk for CM for CM Punk, there's already a good amount of people there in WWE that already did not like him. Because of the way he left. And like I mentioned, a lot of it is WWE's fault. But, you have that group. And now, the new company is going to have the UFC. Which is another group of people. Because of the experience with Phil Brooks, they're not, they don't like him. They don't want to do business with him. You have even more people now on that side that don't want to do business with him. So, WWE is probably any prospect that's going to be dead on arrival other than a probable one shot, which it's likely not going to be enough to please fan bases. But that's pretty much to say that he does have a good career in Hollywood. They can still wait for him. Like I said, he does that show in Star's Heels. He's not going to be financially hard up on money. Not to mention, like I said, his wife, April Mendez, AJ Lee, the former AJ Lee in, the, in WWE. She works a lot of it too, so they're not, that couple's not going to be short on money. But as far as wrestling goes, this is probably the end for him. He, has, he very likely now has burned his last bridge. And that is sad to see in, some, in many ways, but... This, unfortunately, knowing the history of CM Punk is a natural end. But once again, folks, thank you for listening in. Uh, like I said, hope you guys are enjoying your weekend. It's Memorial Day. No, sorry, not Memorial. Labor Day weekend. Everybody enjoy your free Monday. Because, whoo, this is... <laughs> the next couple of days are going to get very spicy. Peace out, y'all.